Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you? I'm Emma. I'm fine. I'm Cass. Um, and this is Honey Do Me podcast where we talk about sex, banging, doing it, relationships, confidence. Um, and this month we've been talking about connecting with that beautiful skin suit, your body, your love sack, all of that good shit. <laughs> love sack. Is that what those lazy boys were called? Those big um, beanbag ones. They were not lazy boys. They were love sacks. They were love sacks. I'm so sorry um, to cross-pollinate And I those. had a zebra one. Did you? Yeah. Oh, I'm jealous. Fabo. Absolute fabo. Oh, my God. That's so cool. I never had a beanbag. We had one growing up at my grandma's house. It was purple. That was cool. But it was kind of small, and it definitely wasn't mm. a, a fat boy. What did you, What was it called? A love, love sack. sack. <laughs> it definitely wasn't a fat boy. <laughs> Um, I think that's like a burger chain or something. I think it might be. Ooh, I'd, I'd do a burger right now. <laughs> I'd also do that. Uh, yeah, I remember going to the mall when I was little and they had like a love sack storefront and I was always obsessed. Mm. Um, and then for my birthday one year, um, my dear mother dear. Uh, blessed me with a zebra, <laughs> zebra love sack. So. All I want for Christmas is a love sack. And I mean that in multiple ways. <laughs> And I mean yours. (laughs) I mean yours. Well, anyway, I wish we were talking about love sex today because I could go off, but we're not. Oh, oh, could I? (laughs) I don't really know what that was supposed to mean, to be honest. Um, Today, we are continuing the trend of connecting with our body to the depths. Mm -hmm. And we are so excited to, one, have this guest on, and two, be talking about the ways we can connect deeper to, in this episode, we talk about womb connection, but we also mm-hmm. talk about, it's just overall general body connection and tuning into yeah. literally your body. And trying to live your life in a way, not in like a super complicated, like yeah. it is absorbing every second of your life type of way, but to live your life in a way that feels in connection and supportive of your body, uh-huh. which I've tried before in ways that did not work for me, got overwhelmed, <laughs> quit, and never looked at my body again. Uh-huh. But uh, today we have on Usha, who is actually a friend of mine, um, and she is just knows everything there is to know about that goddamn love sack in love your sack. pelvis. <laughs> um Wow. But yeah, she makes it, what I really like about her work is she makes it feel more accessible and just not so out there and not so like you're going to have to ruin your life in order to make your life better. Yeah. Um, There's this creator that I really like, Liz Moody. I've talked about her before. She has a podcast, but she talks about how like with health and wellness, if it makes you feel worse, like if it's 
not actually making your life better. It's not making you well and it's no longer wellness. Yeah. And I think that's so interesting because we do that with a lot of things where it's like we'll put ourselves into these rigorous routines. Not that I've ever stuck to one in my goddamn life. <laughs> At least you're honest. Um, <laughs> they end up making us feel shitty. And then when we like miss doing something, we'll be like, oh, I'm such a fucking piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But it's like it doesn't have to be that way. It can just make you feel better better and it can just make you feel well Mm -hmm. well what I like about this episode too is that you've touched on it but there's little tips that you can Mm -hmm. add to your routine that is already working for you or like working enough and then here's one little shift you can make and see if that helps because like you said you have been through so many different schedules routines diets workout plans Mm -hmm. Um, in your lifetime, just literally trying to see what works for your body. But yeah, a lot of these, there's no way to start without completely overhauling what you already do in your life and with your schedule. We are busy people. Like the mm-hmm. world in general, at mass, we are busy. We have shit to do. <laughs> and mass. <laughs> so it's like thinking about overhauling your life just to feel a little bit better. It's insurmountable amount of work. Like that's just not going to happen. So yeah, I really love how Usha gives us one little tip, one little extra thing or revisement to our already built schedule to try to start feeling better. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to ruin your life <laughs> to make you feel news. News. <laughs> what am I thinking? News alert. Flash flood. What uh, am I thinking? <laughs> I think flash flood was what you were. News flash. Absolutely. Oh my God. Why? <laughs> You were close, but I didn't even get the connection from there. Um, News alert and flash flood. You don't have to do it. (laughs) Okay. Side note, just on like wellness things that make me dislike my life. Uh Cold showers. Have you heard people talk about like the benefits of like freezing cold showers Uh for anxiety? Uh I disagree. I think the, I, I don't even care if it's science. Uh I don't care. Um, I am 12% unhappier when I finish my shower freezing cold. Mm. If it's not burning off my skin a little bit, I'm not relaxed. And I just, I'm not willing to change that about myself. I feel like I can help my anxiety in a different way. It's not, no longer wellness at that point for you. Mm -mm. I've actually heard that. So I've heard cold showers, yes, but mainly in regards to hair, which I have noticed a Mm. difference if I do, don't look at my ends. Which if I do cold showers. <laughs> Don't look. <laughs> but I've also seen for anxiety doing, um, putting your face in a bowl of ice water. Yeah. That I could do. I love splashing cold water on my face Love in the a splash. I love it. I love a splash. I'm like a Neutrogena commercial. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't get, I can't do it in the shower. And I did also hear on Liz Moody's podcast that not all of those tips work for everyone. Kind of like what yeah. you were saying. You're not going to know what works for your body until you figure it out right. and see what works for you. Mm-hmm. But that uh, she had like a neuroscientist on that was talking about how for some people, those cold showers actually increase anxiety. I don't know if I'm genuinely one of them because I haven't tried it long enough to see, <laughs> but I'm going to put but myself in hunch. that category. <laughs> I got a, a big old hunch. <laughs> so there you go, people. Um, I hope yeah. this episode doesn't hit you like an ice shower and I <laughs> hope it feels good by the end. Um, like that's a all warm I can honey say. bath. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Toodaloo. Bye. Hi, everybody. My name is Usha Nandi. I'm the founder of Woman Wellness. I am a holistic nutritionist, a clinical herbalist, a full spectrum doula. I am devoted to supporting women in remembering the sacredness of their bodies and the power of their wombs. And many other things as well. I'm a yoga teacher, a student of Ayurveda and traditional Chinese medicine. And um, I'm just really a nerd about female physiology. And I'm so excited to be here with both of you. Thank you for having me. Just a couple things, like just mm-hmm. a few just things a few that things. you do. Just a few things. Are we? I'm, I'm not busy at all. Not at all. <laughs> Are we also able to say that you two have been friends for forever? Like, can we bring mm-hmm. that up as well? So Cass and Usha have been friends and we're so excited to have Usha on Um, Cass and I have been talking about having you on and speaking with you for forever. So this has been long awaited and we're very excited. (laughs) I'm so excited. I mean, do you want to tell them how we know each other, Cass? (laughs) Yeah, we did speech and debate together. 
Um, Heck yeah, yeah, you did. We were debate partners. We were really mean to people. Um, no, say what you said in before. a very educated I'm, way. I'll tell. tell I'll tell the tell story. Okay, so <laughs> we didn't just do speech and debate together. We were debate partners, and we slayed together. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, and we slayed in a very specific badass feminist <laughs> way. So. Cass and I used our femininity and the perceived weakness that went along with our gender to our advantage. Mm -hmm. So we would dress up very girly and pretend to be pretty ditzy. We would wear our hair in those like big ass sock buns. So big. Of course. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Great. Big ass sock buns and like pearls and lipstick and all that stuff. And we would flirt with all of the boys who were our opponents (laughs) before the round. And you could kind of see in their bodies like this relaxation of like oh good like, they're fucking girls. idiots no. <laughs> exactly and then we'd get into the round and all of a sudden we'd turn on and we would slay and their faces afterwards when we defeated them it's just priceless dismantling the patriarchy from within that's what we did together Cass. <laughs> i can just hear our voices speaking so fucking quickly saying so many fucking things basically just telling the other team what idiots they are in the most like educated academic way we possibly could um yeah i don't know if i felt that kind it of turns thrill me on thinking yeah. about it to be honest like it's an erotic <laughs> feeling in body thinking about that. i don't so. think i felt that kind of like I don't know, thrill in years. So excited to be back <laughs> yeah. with you. Um, the, the old team reunites. Emma, Here we are. we're taking you down. <laughs> Honestly, one time I had Cass talk to me as fast as she used to in speech and debate, and it was terrifying. I thought it she was bluffing terrifying. by how fast she could talk, and then she did it, and I was like, oh, I'm shocked. I'm shook. And, and imagine people talking 10 times faster that time. And arguing, yeah, debating you on what yeah. you just said. I would just cry. Yeah. So props to you guys. <laughs> so and here we are. <laughs> we made it. We made it. Well, wrapping around to, you know, why we're here and your bio, um, we want to talk about getting in touch with your body and why we should do it because it does feel a little out there, a little, a little bit a lot for people who don't get in touch with their body that often. So why is it important for us to, first of all, just drop into where we're at? Yeah, that's that's a great question, you know, and I always say like I never wanted to do this work. I mean, I was in speech and debate. I was like I wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to be a doctor. You know, I wanted to go that route of the very normal job and and look at where we are. That didn't happen, <laughs> right? And so what actually ended up happening was my womb brought me into this place of surrender. And I was getting chronic reoccurring yeast infections. I was on the pill throughout all of high school. And something that I was told would, you know, fix my painful periods. I was also told by my friends and my medical providers it would make my boobs grow. You know, like what, mm-hmm. what, I mean, for me, like I got small boobs. So like I wanted that. Been praying you know? for that since I was like seven. Yeah. Me too. I'm still waiting <laughs> for my double D's to come Same. in. <laughs> Same. No, I, I hope it happens in my late 20s. What can I say? But all of these things, you know, clear skin, regular periods, non-painful periods, big boobs, all of these things I was told were associated with the pill actually for me and my body turned out to be utter bullshit. And what I found was that it started to wreak havoc on my system. And so I started to get cystic acne all over my jaw and my chin. I started to have crazy mood swings or I would just cry all the time for, you know, no no reason that I could connect with. And just feeling completely disconnected from my body and disconnected from my cyclical nature. Mm-hmm. And you know what is so sad after working with thousands and thousands of women from all over the world, both online and in person, is that I realized that this is very much a normal and shared story. Mm -hmm. That we're taught it's normal to have painful periods. It's normal to have irregular cycles. It's normal to have reoccurring yeast infections or bacterial vaginosis. It's normal to be like, what the fuck is going on down there? And kind of want to push away 
our periods, push away our wombs. And really that comes from us being taught throughout our lives that being a woman is a curse, having a womb is a curse, having a period is a curse. And I think that that is one of the biggest lies that keeps us hating our bodies and at war with ourselves. And so that's what I'm so excited to, you know, talk about today because why does it matter? It matters because if you don't connect with your body, then you're going to spend the majority of your life probably in pain, in shame, in disconnection. Who wants that? Mm -hmm. And so when we learn to embrace our cycles, when we learn about our bodies, because most of us were never taught about our bodies in school, Mm -hmm. you know, and in the U.S., we're all in the U.S., right? We're all Mm -hmm. in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. Only 22 states actually require accurate sexual health information to be taught in schools. So they can just be teaching us false things, totally unfactual things. And this is what we're learning, Mm -hmm. you know, if we were lucky enough to get any kind of education in school. Mm -hmm. So for me, why do we connect with our bodies? Because that's the revolution. That's the key to us loving ourselves as women and people with wombs. Mm -hmm. How do you start to want to do that, though, if you are at war with your body? Like, what if I don't want to connect with my body because I am in pain all the time or because I do have these mood swings or acne and, you know, all of these things that people are telling me I shouldn't want, I am experiencing. So why would I want to connect with something that is doing all of those things to me? Such a spicy question (laughs) from my former debate partner. (laughs) You know... I reached this point in my journey where I was going to provider after provider, doctor after doctor, and just being told, A, it's all in your head, Mm -hmm. or B, it doesn't matter until or unless you want to have a baby, Mm -hmm. or C, your only other option is to get on this other brand of birth control, of oral contraceptives, of the pill. And so I reached this point where I was like, this is complete bullshit. Like, is is this really it? Really? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm in this body and I'm subjected to have all these mood swings and this pain and, you know, not understand myself. Like, really? This is it as a woman? And just this deep knowing that there was another way. And so I think, you know, I always say our wombs bring us to our knees, And that's the perfect place to pray. And I'm not talking about it in a religious way. I'm just saying sometimes you're so backed into a wall that you've got to carve a different way out for yourself. Mm -hmm. And so we have the option, right? If if we want to subscribe to the belief that having a womb is a curse, then by all means, keep living in that paradigm. Mm -hmm. But if you want to have faith and hope that actually there is a way to live in tune with your body, then come, Mm -hmm. keep listening to this episode. Mm -hmm. And so for me, where it starts, I think one of the easiest places to start connecting with your body is connecting with your menstrual cycle. And if you ladies want to go into that, we can go into that. What do you say? Yeah, Yeah. let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So, you know, I said one of the biggest lies we've been told is that having a womb is a curse. And I think another lie that we subscribe to often unknowingly is that we're supposed to be the same every single day. Mm. And I mean, have either of you ever felt guilty for resting? Oh my God. Ever? No, I'm yeah. getting Literally over being... never. <laughs> <laughs> I'm perfect. I'm, perfect. <laughs> I'm getting over being sick about. and I still feel guilty for sitting on the couch and like watching TV. It's insane. It is insane, right? Mm-hmm. You're laying on the couch You're so fucking tired. You've been at work all day Mm -hmm. and you're watching Netflix or whatever it is. And the whole time you're like, I should be doing something productive. Like, why are you on your couch? Like, look at the laundry, look at the dishes, all of these things. How dare you take a moment for yourself? Mm -hmm. And I think this really comes from, again, this idea that we're supposed to be the same every day. And that comes from a society that is tailored to male physiology. And female and male physiology is not the same. Women are not carbon copies of men. Mm -hmm. We have a completely different hormonal and physiological system. Sure, we share differences. I mean, we share similarities. Mm -hmm. But there are major differences in how our hormonal cycles work. And that impacts the way that we should 
eat, the way that we should exercise, the way that we want to make love, how we socialize, how we plan our lives. And so if you look at female and male physiology, you see that men and people without wombs are governed by the circadian rhythm, which is a 24-hour sleep-wake cycle that is deeply connected to the sun, right? And the sun goes down and the sun comes up every day. The sun goes down, the sun comes up. That's the rhythm. Mm -hmm. And so as long as men get enough sleep, as long as, you know, they have some kind of routine and they have a healthy lifestyle, they basically wake up with a similar amount of energy every day. Mm -hmm. And sure, they're impacted by the seasons and all of those different things, but they have a consistent stream of energy. They're resilient to stress and their hormonal cycle is ruled by testosterone. Mm -hmm. And so if you think about nine to five jobs, if you think about this idea of you know, libido even, or sex drive. All of these different aspects of our culture and society are based on male physiology. And the problem is that female physiology is totally different. And that's why so many women feel like they have to choose between success or their health. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to grind it out. I'm going to grind it out. Like so many female entrepreneurs and high achieving women that I know that are colleagues that I've worked with have been to the brink or pushed into chronic illness. Because in order to achieve success in this world, we have to act as though we're governed by the circadian rhythm, by our 24-hour clock. But we have in addition to the circadian rhythm, another monthly cycle called the infradian rhythm, which is just a fancy-dancy way of saying your menstrual cycle. Mm -hmm. And it's a 28-ish day cycle that is divided into four distinct phases, or as I teach them, seasons. And this hormonal cycle is governed mainly by estrogen and progesterone, which are two major sex hormones. And what this means is we are not the same every day. And if you're a woman or a person with a womb and you're watching this, like, you know that. Mm -hmm. How you feel on the first day of your period is really different than how you feel when you're ovulating. Mm -hmm. And so rather than treating ourselves like we should be robots or carbon copies of men, one of the most powerful things we can do for our current health and for our longevity and vitality as women is learning how to live in alignment with our cycle. Mm -hmm. Mother's Day is around the corner and whether you're celebrating your mama, grandma, guardian, or yourself, celebrate with the mother of all self-care routines by trying out Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. This duo delivers a one-two punch in luxurious body care moisturizers with their Anduria Algae Body Oil and Anduria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring Osea's signature all-natural citrusy scent. I use both the body lotion and the Anduria Algae Body Oil once I get out of the shower, and I use it literally everywhere. This duo is my go-to for feeling glowy and hydrated for literal days, and the Osea Signature Scent is one of my faves because it's not overwhelming, um, but it's like a delicious and fresh smell that just lasts. Since 1996, Osea has been making seaweed-infused skincare that is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code DOOMY at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to O-S-E-A malibu.com and use code d-e-w-m-e for 10 percent off i love everything that you said and i think it's so important and i it's frustrating that we aren't learning this from the second that we're born and in my head because i like to do this i i overcomplicate things and it starts to sound really complicated and i'm like okay but the world does work on this like 24 hour clock and it is based on men's bodies so it's like is there a way that I can incorporate this without like completely overthrowing my life and then getting overwhelmed and then falling over and never getting back <laughs> up again? <laughs> Is there a way? <laughs> I'm so glad you're asking this because 
so many women hear this and then they're like, no, fuck that. Mm -hmm. I'm a mom. I'm a teacher. I don't have control of my schedule. And I think that that's such a common misconception is that, you know, in order to live in alignment with your womb and your body, you need to completely leave society, find a (laughs) moss-covered cabin in the side of a river and like become an old witch, which is personally a goal of mine. But I know that that's not available for all of us. Sounds great though. (laughs) I know, doesn't it? So, you know, what I'll say is that just making one or two changes to things you already do, Mm -hmm. you're going to eat every day, I hope. Mm -hmm. And your digestive capacity changes based on your hormones and where you are in your cycle. For example, after you're done bleeding, in the first, you know, phase after your period ends, it's called your follicular phase, or as I call it, inner spring. And this is ruled by estrogen. This is where estrogen starts to rise. And then we transition into the peak of estrogen, which is our ovulatory phase or inner summer. And you know, after your bleed, it's like you're you're like a superwoman again. It's like, <laughs> I was crazy. I was emotional, but I'm reborn now. <laughs> I'm back. Absolutely. And the same thing is happening in your digestive system. You have more digestive capacity to eat stressed foods like alcohol or chocolate or sugar. You also, because we're in inner spring and inner summer, internally it's getting warmer. So you can incorporate more raw foods like fruits or raw vegetables And then as we get into, you know, our luteal phase, our premenstrual phase, and our inner winter, our menstrual phase, which is the later half of the cycle, then our digestive capacity is lowered. And this is where we want to eat more cooked foods, more well-spiced foods with, you know, cumin and coriander and fennel and these amazing spices that support our internal digestive fire to metabolize the food that we're taking in. And so if you're already going to eat every day, I hope, then why wouldn't you tailor it to give your body the building blocks it needs to not only be well, but to create the hormones you need in this phase and the phases to come? Mm -hmm. And so that's an example of just a small way that you can tailor your current lifestyle to be in alignment with your body so that you can work with your physiology instead of constantly swimming upstream and fighting against it. Mm -hmm. Because your physiology is going to be there and you can decide to align with it or spend the majority of your life resisting it. Mm -hmm. That's how I see it. So that's just a small example and I can go into more if you'd like. Well, I want to clarify on that too for those of us who have a tendency toward extremes. Me. Does that necessarily mean you have to make every meal perfectly in alignment with your cycle? Or is it okay to just try like one meal here and there? And when that feels really good, you go up to two meals and just work your way slowly into what feels right? Exactly. It's like start small. You know, if I'm working with a one on one client, I could give them a million recommendations. What's going to happen when our mind gets overloaded? We get so overwhelmed that we're curled up in a ball like you, Mm -hmm. that vision that I have of you (laughs) now getting off the floor. (laughs) (laughs) And so we have to start small. What do we want to start with? Do you want to start with one meal a day? That's great. Do you want to start you know, playing around with some spices in your premenstrual phase to support your body, to have less gas, to have less bloating, that's awesome. Do you want to look at your exercise, your sleep? There's so many different facets of lifestyle that we can align with our cycle and starting small and building up once we've integrated one habit, starting with another one until, you know, eventually it's second nature. Mm-hmm. I'm not constantly complicating things and thinking about it. I just know how I need to live now and treat myself in order to live in alignment with my cycle. And that's taken almost a decade to do, right? Mm -hmm. So starting small is the key so that we don't get so overwhelmed and overcomplicate things. Mm I'd love to hear examples as well from um, like a movement or working out perspective and how to stay aligned in that way. As someone who yeah. does like to move a lot, you know, I I do think, oh, no, I can weightlift 
all times of the month. Otherwise, I'm like losing gains. I never say that. I don't know why. <laughs> You're losing gains. You fucking gains. loser. <laughs> yeah. Never say that. But for people who are like, no, no off time, you know, you're constantly moving or you're flowing or whatever. So what are the good different types of movement to have throughout the 28 days? Yeah, great question. So, you know, there's this big idea that in order to make gains or, you know, whatever those are, in order to gain muscle, all that stuff, lose fat, whatever the goal is, right? Mm -hmm. We need to exercise every day. We need to do high-intensity workouts every day. We need to lift high, like very heavy weights every day. And that is true maybe for men. And one area, you know, of science that has been so dominated by research on men especially is exercise science. And what we know actually from starting to incorporate women in clinical trials is that the best time to build muscle for women is in your follicular phase, which is your inner spring. It's the phase it's six to 10 days long, and it's the phase that begins when the blood of your period stops. So after your period is over, that's actually the best time to do high-intensity workout and lift weights because estrogen has a deep connection with protein metabolism and muscle creation in our body. And so, you know, because so many of us know nothing about our hormones and our bodies and we weren't taught this in school or, you know, by our elders – we think like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm estrogen dominant and don't realize that estrogen literally can impact every single process in our body, that these hormones relate to all of these different processes, just like building muscle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and metabolizing protein. And so if we're looking at the best time to do more high-intensity exercises, that would be in the follicular phase. If we're looking to build muscle, this would be the time to lift heavier weights. And then when we move into ovulation, which is the peak of fertility in our cycle, this is when estrogen peaks and then a dominant egg is released from the follicle and sent down into the egg tube. And I call it the egg tube and not the fallopian tube because the fallopian tube was named after a Catholic priest whose last name inspired the name fallopian tube. So I call it egg tube because fuck that. How like did that. he – how did, was someone like, you know what? This doesn't have a name yet. Yeah. Fallopian over here. <laughs> you look like a guy I would name an organ after. How did that – He discovered it, quote unquote. Oh. Yeah, like cutting so, open bodies. You know, the G-spot, that's also named after a male doctor. Hmm. So shocking he found it. Shocking, <laughs> truly shocking. Bless him, honestly. Bless him for finding it. Also, egg tube is just well. cuter. I like egg tube. That's just a cuter yeah, name too, overall. Too. It's great. So this is the time when you can still do high intensity workouts, but you also have another hormone that rises in this phase. It's called relaxin, and relaxin is one of the major hormones of pregnancy. It enacts on the soft tissue structures and makes them more elastic. It makes them easier to stretch out. There's more lax in the tissues because of relaxin. Mm-hmm. You know, it does exactly what it sounds like it would do. A well-named and thing. So, exactly. <laughs> yeah. A well-named one. Yeah. <laughs> and so this is a time when we can actually injure ourselves more if we're hyperflexible. This is a time when we're more susceptible to tissue tears. And so if you're going to do high intensity exercise in your ovulatory phase, just knowing that, just knowing not to push all the way 100% to your edge. And that's what I always say, you know, to any yoga student students who come and study with me is to know where they're at in their cycle, because sometimes we can push so far and damage our tissues. So high-intensity exercise, more weightlifting is better in the estrogen-dominant part of your cycle, which is the first two phases after your period, your follicular phase and your ovulatory phase. And then when we go into our premenstrual phase and our menstrual phases, this is a time where we want to start to wind down and do more low-intensity exercises. And the reason why is because exercise is a form of stress. And most people don't think 
it is because we live in such a sedentary world where we're sitting all day and then we go to the gym and then that helps us de-stress. But if we're a woman working a nine to five job and having kids and, you know, trying to balance self-care, a relationship, taking care of children, a career, also going to the gym one to two hours a day, that's adding a lot of stress Mm -hmm. to our already very full plate. And so what I see in my practice and, you know, in my teaching with my students is that so many women already have such high sensitivity to stress because we're deeply depleted. Mm -hmm. And then we go to the gym and we try to relax by pushing ourselves to the limit. And what this actually does is adds more stress to our plates and pulls from our adrenal reserves. Mm -hmm. So being gentle with your body, still moving your body when you're premenstrual is so important. This is going to help prevent stagnation that can actually cause period cramps and delay periods. And so still moving the body is important, but doing it in a low intensity way. So, you know, doing a physical yoga practice, going for a walk in nature, doing Pilates, doing Qigong or Tai Chi, you know, going for a hike. These are all great examples of still moving the body, but in a more low intensity way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, cortisol, which is a stress hormone in our body that is released when we're stressed, actually causes retention of belly fat. And so what I've seen is that when women and people with wombs start exercising according to their cycle, oftentimes not only do they lose belly fat, but they make gains faster because they're exercising according to their physiology. Mm. And then if we move into menstruation just to round out all four phases – we're releasing a lot of blood during this time, depending on our flow. And so this is the best time, especially in those, you know, first few days of heavy flow for most people to rest. Mm -hmm. And the more we rest during our periods, the more regenerated we'll be to then hit it hard if we want to in our follicular phases. But if we're forcing ourselves to go to the gym every day of our periods and dragging ourselves into a movement practice, then we're going to be exhausted and depleted in one of the times where actually it's the most impactful to be moving, which is the next phase that starts again, the follicular phase. I have tried to remember that breakdown from like different books and stuff for so long. I'm just now trying to like picture a chart I can put up in the kitchen for myself. But it's like, how, how do you, is it just like practice that you memorize, you know, what's good for your body when, and just kind of repetition. And just, I've never been able to memorize that. Yeah. So, you know, I think at first when you learn this information, it feels like, oh, fuck, Mm -hmm. like it's so much to remember. Where's my chart? Where's my graph? You know? But slowly over time, you notice that this is what your body is likely craving anyway. And I'm really blessed. I have this amazing Pilates teacher here. And, you know, I like was so resistant to Pilates for so long because I thought it was like such a bougie, fancy thing. And it really is. But (laughs) I love it. I'm obsessed with it. And after I gave birth to my daughter, I just felt like so weak in my body and I couldn't do high intensity exercise because I was still healing from birth. And so I found Pilates and it was a great fit for me. And I'm blessed to be able to go to Pilates every single week. And that means that I'm going to the same class with the same teacher every single week. And that means I'm experiencing that class in the distinct four different phases of my cycle. And what I notice is that I am so much stronger in the first two phases in my follicular and ovulatory phase. I'm like, yeah, one more rep. I'm like going for it. And then when I'm premenstrual and I'm bleeding, I'm like so struggling with it. Mm -hmm. And so what you notice is that often this is what your body desires anyway. It's like you're on the treadmill at the gym and you're like, okay, last week I was ovulating and I ran two miles. I don't want to fucking run two miles today. I want to run a mile. Mm -hmm. And the difference is knowing that that's not you being lazy. That's not you wanting to skip out on a workout. 
that's actually your physiology. There's a physiological reason why your body's putting on the brakes. Mm -hmm. And I think that knowledge and that education is what makes all the difference. You know, so many of my students, their workout buddies are their boyfriend or their partner, right, in a male body or non-womb body. And their workout buddy is like, you know, what's up? Like, stop slacking. Like, we're going to the gym. And they don't want to. But they're like, yeah, you're right. I'm fucking lazy. I should go. Mm -hmm. And then after studying with me, they're like, actually, I'm not lazy. Actually, that's the wisdom of my body Mm -hmm. talking to me, telling me that actually just wants to watch Netflix on the couch. Mm -hmm. I just want to read a book. It's like rest is so shamed in our world because – We're so disconnected from the cycles of nature. We're so disconnected from the true pace of our body. And the womb moves slowly. It moves cyclically. And so for so many of us, it feels so foreign. Mm -hmm. Like how crazy is it that this is how your body has worked your entire life, especially since you hit puberty, and we need charts for it. Yeah. We're so disconnected from that. Well, and I you think know? the way you teach the phases as seasons also helps it feel a little more intuitive because it's like, I can yeah. think about what spring feels like. I can think about what summer feels like. Yeah, I'm, you know, I want to curl up in the winter. Like those things, it, I don't know, it helps it click. But I'm wondering if you can take a second to sell us on rest because I feel like we've been sold on not resting. So please just like put on your best spokesperson I don't even fucking know what a spokesperson puts on. Great. And just sell us on fucking rest, Spokesperson please. Beret. Hello, I'm a rest salesman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know, right? It, it's so hard to sell rest mm-hmm. because we live in a culture that teaches us don't fall behind. You know, if you, if you take a day off, someone else is ahead of you. Mm-hmm. And that is terrifying as women who are already often behind. We already have something to prove in order to be seen as equal in certain corporate spaces, for example. And so for me, you know, I in the last few years have been selling rest to myself because I have such a deeply ingrained resistance to rest. And if you think about your mother or your mother figure or your main caregiver in your life, you can think about how much they rested. I know in my life, I never saw my mom rest until she was literally so ill, she had a migraine and was completely incapacitated on the couch. Or she got so sick, she was in bed for several days. Never did I see my mom proactively rest to support her health, I saw her rest, you know, as a response to being so exhausted that her body was shutting down. She was forced to rest. And so what I teach is that if we don't place boundaries, our bodies will place them for us. And what I see is that so many women are pushed into chronic illness that literally forces them to rest. Because for years, they haven't been listening to those cues from their body. Mm -hmm. And for me, this happened when I gave birth to my daughter at a really difficult birth. And it took me years. I mean, I'm still building up from that. And so, again, I was forced to rest. As a CEO, as the main breadwinner in my family, I worked my whole pregnancy. I was like hustling. And then I reached this point of such depletion in my body that I had no other option to rest. And so if we think about, you know, how can I sell you on rest? Well, for me, the two concepts of yin and yang in traditional Chinese medicine come come to mind. So there are these different concepts of yin being the nourishing, the moistening, the building, and yang being the energetic, the, you know, the burning, the um, force in our body. It's like... Yin is, you know, that which gives us that quality, that texture of youth, that cervical mucus, that all fluids in our body is yin. And the only way we can create yin is through resting. The only way we can create yin is through doing nothing 
so that our body starts to build itself up again. And so many women, whether it's irregular periods or lack of ovulation or night sweats or migraine headaches or dryness in the skin or anxiety, all of these in traditional Chinese medicine can be related to yin deficiency. And so because our physiology is so different from male physiology, one of my teachers, Dr. Claudia Welch, she says, men need to do in order to rest. Women need to rest in order to do. And so what I've noticed since I've started literally forcing myself, like, Usha, get your ass on the couch. That's how I have to talk to myself sometimes because I, I hate rest. I really do. Like, I still have that thing in my mind, like, bitch, what are you doing on the couch? You've got stuff to do. You know, look at the laundry. Look at the pile of dishes. And what I've noticed since I've started resting more proactively is that I have more clarity. Have either of you ever like had a really relaxing day and then sat down and done some work and it takes you half the time mm. to do it mm. than when you were so stressed and trying to force it? Has that ever happened for either of mm -hmm. you? We've tended yeah. to notice that when we're relaxed and having fun with what we're doing, things come so much easier and we do a really good job at them um, as opposed to stressing ourselves out to the point of like, we don't want to do anything ever again. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, so many of us, we don't understand the concept of rest. We don't understand why it's important. Like it's honestly insane that we have multiple months of darkness every year and that I'm sitting here selling you on the concept of rest. Like nature is literally like, Sit your ass down, get inside, build a fire, eat some food, like rest. It's dark out. <laughs> and humans are like, no, 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 like I'm good. I'm, I'm going to keep good. going. Give me the coffee. You know, it just shows how disconnected we are. And so many women don't understand the value of rest because we are born into a rest deficit. If you think about every time you take a nap, every time you take a 20-minute break and just lay down and close your eyes as adding a dollar to your rest bank account, and that rest bank account is getting invested. You're getting dividends, and it's dividends that's building up your health, not only your health, but the health of anyone who might come after you, any descendants who might come from your body. And we don't understand you know, the value of that rest dollar because we're still paying off debt. Our mother never rested. Our grandmother never rested. Our great-grandmother never rested. Likely because they didn't have time, you know. Mm -hmm. But now it's, it's probable that we might have a different story. And even five minutes on the couch, closing your eyes, 20 minutes, can be so, so helpful. And in Ayurveda, they say, you know, resting from 2 to 4 p.m. is the optimal window. That's when naturally we're shifting into another cycle. And that's an optimal time to close your eyes for five minutes, literally putting on a timer. 20 minutes if you can. How luxurious. Mm -hmm. And slowly what happens is we get less stressed. We feel more clear. We feel more creative. We feel more open, ready to have fun. We're connected to the people around us because when we're stressed, we're just in survival. Mm -hmm. And rest, when we're in our parasympathetic nervous system, that's the only time our body heals. Mm -hmm. So if you're someone who has painful periods or irregular cycles or you have womb health challenges or any kind of health challenge, you need to rest because that's when your body repairs. Mm -hmm. When you're stressed, it's just focusing on keeping your head above water and being in survival. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Cass? You want to buy into rest? Yes. I guess. I guess. God, she's I'll try it out. <laughs> yeah. so I just have so many. Just the way you're talking, I'm like, oh my God, we were such little snotty bitches when we were debating nerds together. I love it. I love it. Uh, it yes. I, I need to rest. I will like tell myself I'm going to rest, but then I'll be sitting there the entire time thinking about how I'm not being productive, but I'm still 
just sitting there and then it'll make me like stay there for a very long time and I'm not getting anything done, but I'm not resting either. So it's like, it never feels good. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's great. You know, and our internal thoughts are so connected to our nervous system. And so, yeah, if we woke up, drank two cups of coffee, went to our super high stress job, and then we're trying to take five minutes to relax, of course the residue of what we've been doing for the past six or eight hours is going to be there and be very present in those five minutes. Mm -hmm. So for a lot of us, it's easier to like not stop and just try to keep going and power through it. And so that's where practices that help us shift our nervous system state and shift our internal state through our physiology can really help. And so I'm thinking practices like legs up the wall, taking long, deep breaths in and out through the nose, filling up the belly with air, letting it release, going for a walk outside, you know, rubbing your hands together like this, putting them over your eyes. All of these are just really small things that can help kind of scrub away that residue of stress that's with us for the rest of the day, you know, mm -hmm. before we rested in that moment. Mm -hmm. Legs up the wall sounds really nice right now, actually. I don't know why. I know. I was like, could we all do <laughs> that? Like, do <laughs> do like I know. One day, one day we should. We could do like a whole off-site podcast and just have legs up the wall. Legs up yeah. the wazoo. Legs up the wazoo. Just selfieing the whole time. Yeah, you know? exactly. So now that we've covered such a good like spread of the phases and kind of how to eat and move, what does it look like when we do all that well? Um, like what will it feel like when we're getting in tune with our body and really giving it what it needs during its time? Hmm. That's a great question. You know, I, th I think I can, you know, speak for myself mm -hmm. in someone who used to absolutely hate my period, mm -hmm. chronic yeast infection. So like terrified to have sex, terrified to have someone eat me out, terrified of my vagina, mm -hmm. just bottom line. Mm -hmm. Someone who used to have super bad digestive issues to the point that I cut out gluten, I cut out cheese, I cut out everything good and holy from my diet. And now I have none of those issues. So I have regular periods. I very, very rarely, 99.5% of the time, have pain-free cycles. I do not dread the arrival of my period. And what's more is, you know, I think about this work as the legacy that I'm leaving to my daughter. You know, I never saw my mom change a tampon or a pad once, even though she was menstruating the entire time I was living at home. I never heard her talk about her cycle. I never saw her rest. I never saw her take care of herself. And so that was the standard for me. And that, luckily, I'm so grateful at a very young age, pushed me to sickness so that I had to change my way. And now my daughter is inheriting a very different legacy. And it's a legacy of being in connection with herself, accepting her body. And I think that that is, you know, the greatest gift what does it look like to be connected to yourself it looks like knowing that you're not broken you're not lazy you're not unproductive you're just living in a world that doesn't cater to your physiology and yeah we could sit and complain about it and be like well how can I survive I can't change anything this is what's required or we can educate ourselves and make small yet powerful changes that really do shift and work and yet that takes agency, you know, that takes the desire to do those things for ourselves. And so what does it look like? It looks like embracing yourself at the deepest level. And when we spend our lives no longer in resistance to what we are and to our bodies, there's an incredible amount of harmony and joy that comes from that. Mm 
you know, I can enjoy how emotional I am on my period, on, on my period, or especially in my premenstrual phase, because I know that's one of my most sensitive times in my cycle. And I know why. And I'm not shaming myself or calling myself a crazy bitch or that I'm insane. All of these narratives I used to have because I know what's happening. And so, you know, there's so many different things that change when we accept ourselves and learn to live in alignment with our bodies. Mm-hmm. Sounds powerful. <laughs> powerful. Yeah. <laughs> that was really beautiful. And- oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. I was just going to say like, you know, I want, I started Women Wellness and at first it was mainly hippies like coming to me, all these hippies, because yeah, as you guys named, like it is a little woo woo, like I'm going to connect with my womb. You know, what does that even mean? Mm -hmm. And then I really got clear. I want to make this work so accessible that women in super high stilettos and high rise corporate offices in New York City who are popping birth control pills, you know, and drinking five coffees a day can access these teachings and feel something inside of them, a thread of truth, because that's where the real shift is going to happen. And anyone can do this. You know, you don't have to be a barefoot, armpit, hair-laden hippie to enjoy this work. Every single person, no matter where you are, can make a small change. Mm -hmm. That's literally what I was going to start talking about because that's what I love about your work and you is you make it so accessible and honest. And I feel like, at least on social media, there feels like there's a really big split. It's like you can either take hormonal birth control and, you know, do this, that, and the other, or you can be a total hippie who is in love with your womb, but you can never like have one foot in both worlds. And I think that feels really hard because I know we have a lot of listeners who are on hormonal birth control because of this, that, or the other medical reason and aren't looking to get off of it. But it's like, I think they'd still like to be able to connect with their womb or I don't know, connect with some part of their body. And it feels like you have to choose. And I don't want to choose. Like I want to choose what's right Mm -hmm. for me. And that doesn't Mm -hmm. always feel like one world over the other. So that's what I really like about your teachings. Oh, I love that, Cass. And, you know, I'm so resonant with that. And, you know, social media is such a great example because people just make themselves more and more into kind of this caricature Mm -hmm. because that's what people – that's what gets the clicks. That's what gets the likes. Mm -hmm. And I've always been very clear that, no, 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 I'm going to be the middle path. And because when I started to heal my womb, like, I didn't want to – you know, record videos of myself in long flowy dresses and call everyone goddess and like wear a crystal on my third eye. That's just wasn't where I was at. Like, you know me, I've always (laughs) been like this. (laughs) And then the medical system, you know, the Western allopathic medical system also just felt completely disconnected. I felt like a number, I felt ignored and dismissed. And so my intention is that every single person has informed consent of like, great, get on the hormonal IUD, take the pill. I just want you to know what it's doing to your body. Mm -hmm. I just want you to know the short-term and long-term possible impacts of what it's doing to your body. I just want you to know the difference between the copper IUD, the difference between the hormonal IUD, you know, all of these different things that women are just told yeah, this is your option. Take this. And to know that there's other options out there, that is what gives us an empowered choice because then we know everything that's available to us. And from that place, we can make a decision rather than feeling backed into a corner. Okay, this is my only option, Mm -hmm. you know, which is how a lot of you know, these different procedures and medicines are are shared with women. I know at least that's how it was shared with me. I love it. Is there anything that we didn't touch on that you feel like needs to be touched on that you want to get this message out to our listeners? (laughs) Let's see. No, I I think it, I think it's super, this is like the most, um, 
off the cuff. I've never sweared this much in a podcast. I hope it's okay. Everyone's, I, I don't know if I can share this with my list. No, I'm definitely going to because this is authentic. But it's like, damn. So I, I'm having a good time. I feel like it's it's very natural to round it out here, but I'm down for anything. So whatever you two think. Okay. Well, why don't we round this all out by you letting our listeners know where they can continue connecting with you, learning from you, access your resources, all of that kind of stuff. Yes. So if you want to connect with your womb or connect with your period and learn to live in alignment with your cycle, if you want to build a better relationship with your womb, you can explore my work at Womb and Wellness. That's W-O-M-B-E-N, womanwellness.com or follow us on Instagram at Womb and Wellness. How we feeling? Temperature regulated? Not too yeah. cold? Not too frigid? Not too frigid. I mean, Good. I am one frigid bitch, but <laughs> <laughs> we gathered that by how you tortured men or little boys at your uh, debate team. Okay, but I was also little, so but that was really funny. <laughs> you were just bullying boys. <laughs> well, fair enough. Um, thank you so Not all much. Heroes wear capes. <laughs> Okay. Thank you so much, Usha, for coming on the podcast. We had so much fun chatting with you and finally getting able, being able to do this episode. We've been long awaiting it. And thank you to our listeners for hanging out, wrapping up the year. Mm-hmm. That's all I, that's the end. I wish my tone did it's something It's not different. the end of the year. We do have Almost. one, one more episode coming that's out this year. That's why I said wrapping, not wrapped. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, mm. My bad. I was... Fine. Making assumptions, and that makes an ass out of you and me. (laughs) We'll work on it in the new year. In the new year, we'll address this, maybe with a therapist uh, betwixt us. Um, You can head on over to Apple Podcasts to rate, review, and subscribe to Honey Do Me. You can leave a written review, which helps us get out to more people. Um, And you can rate us on Spotify. You can watch us on YouTube. If you ever have an episode suggestion um, or you want to see something or you have a question for a guest, you are welcome to submit that at the link in any of our bios on social media. And um, you can also go fuck yourself. And I mean that with all the love in the world. Love that. No better way to wrap it up. So we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.